back again, back again. <laughs> yeah, you missed me in it. Oh, Melly. <laughs> yeah. As you can hear, um, evidently there's someone that um, used to be part of this podcast and we've got as a guest. But back again, back again. This is You Get Podcast, episode 79. Uh, you got O'Melly here. Um, who else is here? Rizzy here, present. And we've got a special guest today. Uh, can you introduce yourself, please, to the audience? Return of the shooter. You get yeah. Ed. Why is, your, why, why is your voice sound like that? Like Beanie Seagull? <laughs> My headphones are a bit loud. Oh, bruv. Nah, it's good to be back, man. We've got Ed back, everyone, in case you couldn't hear from his raspy voice. Yeah. My boy came back from COVID. No. Return of the Mac. How do you feel, man? Like, came back, back to life like Lazarus. Fresh out the gulag. By the way, we do have him on the edge of the studio, like literally social distancing and then some it's just Billy's like, a pussy basically bro basically, he's still coughing he can't climb the stairs properly but you know <laughs> <laughs> like, like, happy to have him here so like Ed can you just recap you know you've been gone for what like three episodes yeah so just recap in terms of like this being struck by COVID and like the the, the fight back to fitness um bruv you know what? I don't even go into too much detail but what I experienced wouldn't wish on no one. I won't be lied to you, bro. Wow. I suffered, man. <laughs> I suffered. <laughs> I suffered. Bro, um, why are you laughing? Because remember the content he was spewing before? I, I, I'll be the last one in the queue for the jab. What's that going to do with me catching it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, Maybe first in line. So, so when are you getting your double jab? <laughs> I'm still considering. I'm not sure. Bro, but the thing see, is... I like that. See, not sure. He's tough, man. Because, um, <laughs> I, I won't lie. When I, was, when I had it, he was thinking. I said, I'm, I'm getting hundreds this. Of, I, 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 huh? know you, I, could, I, I know said, I'm that. not doing this again. Yeah, yeah. Bro, those times I was just laying on my toilet floor looking at life, <laughs> saying, God, I'm tired. This is mad. It's a good, I'm tired. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into details about my experience, but mm. yeah, it was a lot. Like I said, in and out of A&E for a few days. Um, yeah, it wasn't wow, nice. A&E. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't nice, to be fair, but made it through. Um, then I started doing research. So I got um, something called long COVID, which is basically so I'm no longer contagious or anything. Yeah. But I've still got um, things that are affecting my everyday, t- my day to day life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So example, now I have got this cough that won't go away. Yeah. It's just that, and the funny thing is that cough came at the end when I was getting better. Oh wow. It won't go away. Um, what else? Um, my breathing's not the same. So, for example, if I'm walking around after a while, I just might need to sit down just to catch my breath. Um, I get dizzy spells randomly at times, but I'm used to it now. I've kind of got used to it, but it's like I got to pace myself more than before. But rather, it feels good to be outside again. I was in my house. It wasn't in the hospital. I basically in my house for three weeks straight. Mm. Didn't see no sunlight. Mm. I was either on the floor, or on the sofa, on the I bed, was sleeping. Really in the gulag. Rav. But made it through still. Thank God, man. Thank God you're, <coughs> you're recovering. Yeah. So it's good to have you back in the studio, to be fair. You know, you were missed. Like, safe, man. People can't see him yet, but my man, you ever seen that film? Um, what's that film, fam? With Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. And he gets left on the island. Castaway. Yeah. This is how my boy looks. He's lost like half his body weight. <laughs> My man looks like a vegan Caribbean man, <laughs> fresh from the island. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, you, that body fat. You man, don't make me laugh. When I laugh, I cough. 
<laughs> no, but honestly, no. Nah, he looks. He looks like he actually looks like a, a monk. The ones there. He's lost weight, though. Don't worry, like please. If you know where, just hit. I reach out to Ed. Send him all the carbohydrates you can. Let's get this boy thick again. <laughs> no, I like this look. You know, the slim look. <laughs> Fam, looks like the wind will blow him over. <laughs> no, we're just used to oh. see these these chicken cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it feels good though to be out. I'll be real. I'll be real. Um, yes, I did consider getting the, um, the vaccine. Mm. Um, but then I started thinking about it. now that I've had it, what's the point of getting it? I started thinking like that. Spoke mm. to the doctors and they told me the difference between the vaccine and natural antibodies. Mm. So their logic is that my natural antibodies would protect me more likely um, against this variant that I had. Whereas their vaccine it's for is for the original. And for all, and it will protect you against all variants. That's what they said. Mm. But from my understanding, and from what's been coming out in the news and all that, they've always been concerned about new variants and how yeah, yeah, it will protect yeah. you. So for me, it was like, it's a contradiction. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And then obviously, I've been hearing news about people that have had the vaccine. Yeah, a lot of people had the vaccine and are still I, catching, I, I'm catching the Delta variant now. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So stuff like that, and after I've experienced but they're it, not gonna, they're not getting murked off. They, they feel like shit. But they're not getting, getting murked off. off. But so stuff like that is making me feel like now that I've had it, I've got my own natural antibodies. I don't know how, like, um, how badly I want to get the vaccine as I did. I don't think you're a priority when I was going through it. But I'm not. Like I said from the beginning, my standpoint stayed the same. I'm not against the vaccine, but I just hear so many different things that it makes me feel like I get. I'm not sure. That's what mm. it is. So yeah, that's where my standpoint is. But again, I'm not against it. I'm st- I, I'm right now I'm in the process of considering whether or not again the near future. That's good to have you back, man. Safe, man. Good to have you back, Riz. How's, how's your week been this week? And a special day this in the past seven days. Birthday, boy. Yeah, it was my birthday, man. Let's not say my age, please. But it was my birthday. Happy twenty first. Yeah. Your birthday. Your age is all over Instagram, but it's coming. It. That's a talk. All over Insta. <laughs> Why do you not make my age though, man? Huh? Wait, I didn't do that to you, bro. You posted it anyway. That was me still. So you're you're so you're appreciated. Why do you make my age? <laughs> so what? You're you just to be plus twenty nine. Yeah, man. Been twenty nine plus. Man, I'm not embracing it. I can't. But you know, yeah, I think that not publicly. I think you should be proud as nah, you get I am. older. I am. You should be happy as you get older. I am, but not publicly. Why? You know, age is a beautiful thing. It means another year of life. People want to stay young forever, bro. That means you, what, you want to die early. I don't get it. Mm, no, man, listen, I This know. guy got COVID, came back wise. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You don't usually talk like this. Went well, to, I'll tell you, in the I Bible, went to the mountains. In the Bible, what was it? Saul became poor. God just said, Ka, COVID. He like came back Dave a said man. in the tune, I risk from the dead Lazarus. Mm, you I get see you, Clay. I'll see you. Uh-huh. But yeah, did you enjoy your birthday, Riz? Yeah, man. Just been in a restaurant hall. Mm. Hopping from restaurant to restaurant, bar to bar. Melly, you took him on a friendly bromance date. Nah, it was supposed to be a you get celebration birthday. But you were missing. But you were missing. Obviously, you want to come celebrate my birthday with me. Carmi, your hair's looking sweet. Safe, man. You chose your your hair over my birthday. Uh, I chose. Who's got to see your nice hair? Huh? You didn't even come with us, so who's got to see your nice hair? No, new man. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, yeah, I chose studio. I chose studio. Mm, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I had to bring my boy Reese a little bottle. We'll celebrate properly soon. Drinking tequila over Tequila? Here. Can so. you, can you, will you yourself, can you handle it? No, nah, I'm here to witness. Okay. Oh, I'm here to witness. I've got the shot glasses toast, for man. Melly. Toast. Okay, so Riz, we want you to make a toast before we continue the episode. Oh, can I fill my water? 
Yeah, how how much of love? How much love did you feel in your birthday week? Because I, I hear a lot of people always say like, "Yeah, I get a lot of love on my birthday." Like, it actually surprises them. People get mm. shocked on an annual basis. Like, yo, these many people feel me. I, I like that. I like people get shocked like that though. To be mm. fair, you know. Do you know what? Yeah, if I'm living real, yeah. So, for the first half of the day on my birthday, I didn't post anything. Mm. That's because I was just getting anxious. Really? I, I swear to you, I get so awkward. I know it's hard to believe. Yeah. Like when I tell people, like they don't believe me because they feel like, oh, you look like confident, mm. you know, you're, you're present online mm. and whatnot. But I didn't post because like, I just, trust me, I go through my own silent battles alone where it's like, I just get anxious. Mm. So f- for the first half of the day, it was peaceful. Like it was like my real, real ones that yeah, yeah, were wishing yeah. me happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then obviously people started wishing me happy birthday on their Online. stories. Yeah. And then people started to see it and I started getting like DMs here and there saying yeah, yeah, happy yeah. birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Then I just thought, you know what, let me stop hiding. Let me repost the, yeah, the, the story yeah. shares. And then that's when the influx of um, happy birthday messages came through. But yeah. yeah, I felt awkward at the, at the it's first time. It's funny you say that because I think I'd, I was I f- not anxious, but I was like, Pretty low key. The real ones messaged me on my birthday. I mm. didn't. People even put stuff on their story. I didn't even repost it because I wasn't trying. I felt like I, I felt rude for not doing it, and that's why I felt pressured to repost it. Yeah, thought, people are probably looking at me like I'm a prick because I didn't. No, honestly, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recently found out that when someone tags you in a story and you don't repost it, it comes across as rude. I didn't know that. Yeah, that like, as if I don't want to be affiliated. But for me, it was right. just, mate. It's like I'm not trying to show. That. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to show to people that didn't know it was my birthday. It was my birthday, sort of like it's, it was a private, personal thing. Yeah, man. So. Not even on a birthday thing, but just in general. Just yeah, yeah, that's what I say. I don't really post. Sharing, it's just, yeah, like, just yeah, don't yeah. want to share on my stories. You yeah, know the, only, I mean? the only reason I shared the other day is to show that we were booling. <laughs> that was it. Did you notice I didn't share it straight away, though? I know. You, you're doing the pause, pause, pause. You're like... <laughs> I, t- I just get anxious. It's hard to believe because eventually I just um, snap out of it and then just post whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the times I just, I just get very awkward with like, posting online, man. Even, get, that's why I didn't post on my on the day of my birthday. I posted like the that day, day before. before. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. You didn't even say. Like you didn't say. Oh, it's my birthday. Show me love, you. Bro. Nah, nah, nah. That's nah. What, you nah. think it's called corny? Not corny. It's just. Uh, it's. I just. Uh, that's what I used to do in my early twenties, man. So it's just. You think now it's more subtle, like. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> my birthday's only for the real ones. Birthdays if you, ain't really, if you really know me, you know me. Birthdays aren't a big deal to me, man. I don't really? Know. Really, man. Yeah, I, don't like, I don't like limelight, like things like being the center of attention. You know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the other day, yeah, I was thinking, how am I gonna go to my own wedding, bro? Because I was actually like, <laughs> even just man, get, I get stage fright thinking about that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, bro, I want to be in the crowd when I get married. Like, I don't want to. You have to do destination wedding, get mm, away, filter out so the, the numbers. Are just reduced. You get me? It's the way, man. It's the way. Trust me, it's true. My cousin know. got married in Santorini. Um, the other day and my god it looked beautiful man oh you paid like, for you paid for that wedding didn't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> hell to the now ah, okay cool. so well, what's, Rizzi, your, what's your toast yeah we're about to toast so Rizzi, what's Just your toast into more life abundance of happiness wealth and health ah, fucking have you another one i'm mad i didn't record the bit um when you took the shot COVID messing up your mind, bro. Bruce, 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 Bruce please, please. Oh, please, no more. Wait, you have to one more one. for the boy. You, you, that's a bit rude still. You don't have to drink it right now. I have to. You have to. Cheers. Now I'm done. Mm. Toast to success and long life. 
Cheers, Aki. No, Cheers. no salt, no, no lamb. Oh, see the face is straight. No, no, no crunchy, crunchy in the face. So moving on, uh, Rizzy had his birthday. Yeah, back. Man, it was a good one still. You know, just calm vibes, just love and that. Still celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, still celebrating. That's good, man. Yeah. Celebrate for the whole damn year, son. Yeah, man. That's how it goes. And what about you, Millie? How's your week been? Uh, my week's been calm, been relaxed, um, been productive. Uh, took took Rizzy out for his birthday. That was a big laugh. Had a good time. You got a shape up a few weeks ago, didn't you? Mm. Hmm. You know, it's just I'm not gonna say nothing there. Isn't it? it's, you got got to look sharp sometimes. But yeah, we had a good time. It, it brought up a re- like it brought up a like discussion about um, Rizzy was asking why, as friends, we don't do this more. Uh, it was an interesting take. Rizzy Rizzy believes that. Um, like because even when we went out, we saw like tables of like women friends just out and about, mm. and like Rizzo was like, oh, "How come like, how come as men we just don't do this? Like we just don't go out, you know, go for a meal, talk. Why is it always gonna be someone's birthday, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Not only birthday, just like, um, I think with our man, we kind of done that. We had a period where we were active, we just wasn't eating. When was that? Like after uni. Exactly, our early, and I highlighted that our early twenties. Yeah, but we had less active. responsibility. But on, in our late twenties, we had more responsibility. We're signing up to the plus twenty nine movement. Yeah, but we had more responsibility. This, but we still linked up. We still done what we had to do, but just more responsibilities. But we need I'm to saying. go back to those days. But do you think? Do you think the responsibility is to the point where it's like you you can't just go out for a nice dinner? Mm. No, I, I think, think it is. But deep, it's like sometimes you're after work, you're just tired. I'll be wrong. And this is what I'm saying. Plus 29. Yeah, plus That's 29. the plus 29 movement. After work, you're tired. Bruv, I was tired. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is for my people that have lost stamina to party. You know, before, I'm sure we could all party, you know, five days in a row even, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know about you, but I could, you know what I mean? You could turn up till the walls fall off, you know what I mean? And it was good. Now, one night, two nights, we're done, mate. You know what I mean? But please, don't be fooled. We still have an assignment, people. <laughs> See, some of you now be feeling like, oh, I'm too tired, I'm not going out no more. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm here to wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Don't do it. Don't do it. We have an assignment. Don't get complacent. You see, before boys lock us up, we're dying for this opportunity. Now, let's not forget, it must still lock us up. Oh. So please, go outside, go outside, go out. This is Operation Turn Up Before They Lock Up, okay? Any party, day party, hall party, shameless plug, any party, go there, go out. Please, don't look back and regret things. There's no time like the present, baby. Go outside and be crazy. You know, shake your leg, come on. Even those of you who how how we see your hoy, you have to go out now. No, you have to show us, you know. Hey, Jackari, come outside. Let me see the hoy up close and personal. Special guest just walked into the room. Special guest just walked into the room. You know, I'm never going to introduce him. I wanted to introduce him, so I couldn't do... I couldn't do the dignity. Oh, he got the waves. <laughs> the got the waves, what are you saying? Oh, he got the waves, he got the gold chain. Did they let you in the hospital like that? Nah. <laughs> I, I keep the gold chain at home still. I keep the gold chain at home still. Bro, yeah. as you can see in front of you, there's a shot glass and there's some tequila. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What te- Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rizzy's birthday. His birthday. Rizzy's. Okay. okay, happy birthday, bro. Love, bro. You fight, you fight, you won. Jeez! Oh, well, well, why am I you on that? Why are you shouting my age already? My bad, my bad, bro. No way, I shouted it already, Bez. Sorry, I just went over the top. Yeah, I, I can, I can <laughs> see. I can see. Wait, Rizzy, Rizzy, it's your birthday. You have to salute. 
But now, um, yeah, just introduce a special guest today. Uh, we've been wanting him on the pod for Let's a very long time. To welcome our special guest, Andrew. Do- no, not just Andrew. Doctor. Doctor. Love, love. love. Doctor. Uh, Doctor Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, introduce yourself, man, to the people. That yeah, know yeah. You, man. So, yeah, my name is Andrew. I know. Doc, give your title. Okay, okay. <laughs> give your title. I'm Andrew. I'm a doctor. I know these boys from, from Bonds. Um, Edward. I was going to say, do you remember that time in year seven when we when we did that um, in English, when we did that um, presentation on news reporting? Do you remember that? It's kind of class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know all these boys from, from school, <laughs> and I know all the boys from school. Um, I'm a doctor. I, um, I'm an obstetrics and gynecology trainee. Mm. Uh, second year. Explain to them what that is before you so, Beasel. Yeah, so I, I, went, I went to Keel Medical School for five years. Yeah. Um, then I graduated. I was a junior doctor. I was working in Shrewsbury and Telford Hospital up north. Mm. Then I came to Birmingham for a year. Then I went to Australia. I wanted to get off like the hamster wheel, not just yeah. get out of training for a bit because I literally went straight from school to college to med school and working as well straight after. So oh, I thought, let me just get off yeah, a little yeah. bit. Get, you get know, burnt out. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like get burnt out, but also I'll be doing the same thing for the next 30 plus years. So yeah. why go and continue on the same path for the same time? So let me just take some time out, go explore, go travel, get some sun. Australia was amazing. So I was just in the sun all day, literally just vest and shorts, I go that, to the supermarket. I call that place Jurassic Park because yeah, it's, but it's, it's, the, the animals that they have there, huntsmen, spiders, not normal. Yo. It doesn't sound like Yo. it belongs to humans. And I was like, in Brisbane as well. So I was in a city, yeah. but you, know, you could still see some like snakes about sometimes and big spiders and stuff like that. Uh, but it's not as bad as the bush. When you go to the bush, that's... It's, they call it the bush for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you not but, run? Nah. And you saw these snakes? Nah, it's right. I, I saw one snake. It wasn't that bad. Bro, I'll be doing drop, tuck and roll, <laughs> everything, bro. You crazy. <laughs> so then you so you went to Australia, then what? Then I came back. Then I worked in sexual health for 10 months, and I was working in Homerton. So that was the first time I came and started working around black doctors. So that was that was amazing to see, because wow. in being in Kiel, um, Birmingham was a bit mixed, but being in Kiel, being in Shrewsbury, being in Australia, everyone was white, essentially. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. Asians go everywhere. So you see Asian doctors making up a lot of the population of the NHS doctors as well, but you okay. don't see black doctors. So prior to coming to Homerton, I literally only seen maybe four black doctors. Wow. wow. So coming, yeah. Uh, you, uh, including med school? Including med school. So that's five, that's that's eight years. Well, eight years crazy. prior to come to Homerton. And then when I saw Homerton, I saw there's three black consultants in ONG in itself, let alone medicine, let alone surgery, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I got into obstetrics and gynecology. So obstetrics is looking after this woman's health, essentially. So you're mm. looking after pregnant women and their babies and mm. you're delivering the, their babies as well. And then gynecology is the rest of women's health. So essentially looking after women from when they're born until when they die essentially mm-hmm. anything else in terms of their reproductive organs that whole life cycle right, exactly right. the so whole life cycle so literally yeah what made you go into that what what made you say i'm going down that part aside mm. from your love for women yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Beat that bit. I was <laughs> um the reason so i was in my third year of medical stu- at school and um i was in a project mm-hmm. in fetal maternal medicine mm-hmm. so just looking after literally just pregnant women and their, their conditions mm-hmm. the high-risk cases and um i was doing i was part of the elective cesarean list so i was seeing i was with a consultant they were doing operations delivering babies and um i was just opposite and this was the f- second time i was in theater but mm-hmm. the first time i'd ever scrubbed in so the first time i was literally you know proper Grey's Anatomy scrubbed in, yeah. had to wash and mm. they had to show me how to wash my hands and stuff. Um, and then I helped deliver the baby and push out the baby. And then when it came out, it was all grey, covered in goo, oh, yeah. looked like an alien. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just amazing. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd done up to that point. Oh, wow. And because when the baby was born, I was just, I was, I was 
just dumbfounded. Like my mouth was open. Yeah. I was just thought this was incredible. Wow. So then since then, and then I kept on doing that for the next like six six weeks or so. And then since then I thought this is this is what I want to do. So you can get a girl pregnant and deliver the baby too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's going all hey. ladies. He's going all ladies. <laughs> all yeah. But everyone says that. But the thing is, you can't really you wouldn't want to deliver your baby. You know, well, it's, 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 it's a conflict of interest. As in, like, as in, you'll be too invested and and too ah, into it. You know, like okay. if if I'm look, if I'm if I'm with my partner and she's having a baby, and then the CTGs go in the trace of the baby, yeah. and I'm just gonna be looking. Looking yeah, at it the whole time yeah. and thinking, oh, is the baby okay? Yeah. This, that, this, ah. that. I don't want to examine her and, and feel my baby's head before the baby comes out. Okay. I want to try and be a bit of a backseat and then let the doctors and the midwives do what they're doing. Mm. Okay. But we'll have to see when it happens. I've not had it, inshallah, I've not had a baby yet. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so some in Vegas, some in, some in parts of the country, Australia, maybe? Nah. <laughs> I, went, I went there, I was cuffed up when I went there still. Okay, but okay. after that, Anyway, I was going to ask, why, why, why is it that there's so few black men that are doctors? Um, what do you think? Like, what's your, uh, do black men not want to be doctors? I, f- I think I think it's, it's hard because you need to... Um, so this is why I work with ACMM and also uh, BCDDN. So ACMM is African Caribbean Medical Mentors mm-hmm, and then right. BCDDN is B- British Caribbean Dentists and Doctors Network. Mm-hmm. And essentially we're two black organizations that are trying to incre- increase the amount of black people that go into medical school and dentistry as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So literally just widening participation, showing them that you can do it yourself. So we go to schools, we um, go to medical schools, we, we basically network to make sure that we can try and get these people into medical school yeah. and um, showing them the path to do it and showing them that it can be done, can be done as well. So um, I think with, with white people, with Asian people, sometimes you know they come from a family of doctors. So mm, I, I don't I don't know any exactly I don't know anyone in my family that mm. works in healthcare, as in there's no one in my family. I'm sure you guys probably know, have like aunties and yeah, mums and that, nurses, that have nurses, but not doctors. Stuff, but not doctors, doctors. you see. Because with nurses, oh. normally it's a legacy thing. Where it's like my mum's a nurse, so people just go into that nursing thing quite naturally, in terms of as a viable career. Even as people that civil servant wise, people that say, "Oh, my parents work for the government as a social worker," and then they just naturally go into it because what they know, but. The doctor field, you're right, it's, it's, especially in, I can't speak for all families, but it tends to be like, oh, my father was a doctor, my mother was a doctor. That's it, that's it, it. that's it. Mm. It must have been difficult, though, the amount of years in school, the commitment mm. to it. Mm. Do you think that's a put, or you have to do those years to be a doctor, especially when you've got people's lives in your hands. Mm. But do you think that's a put-off as to why people don't want to go down that path? Um, I, f- I think, really, if you have the passion for it, then you should just do it. And I'm not sure how many people were put off from that, but it's just because if you, if you look back to St. Bonds, mm. we had 40 people in our year that was trying to get into medicine and dentistry. And those that made it, I think there were like four Asian guys that made it into dentistry. Mm-hmm. I was the only black boy in our year that got into, dentist, into medicine. And I think there was like two black girls. So out of the whole 40 that were applying, oh, out of the whole shit. 40, everyone wants to be, obviously, because like like a lot of Nigerians, obviously a lot of Ghanaians, like yeah, they, they, you're pressured to do it, right? Yeah, because yeah. of your parents. You want to be the best. Yeah. They want you to, and it's the prestige. And it's the- Prestige of being it, a doctor, yeah. You know, so, but it's not for everyone because like you're saying, the hard work, but also the dedication that you need and also the pressure that comes with it. But, you know, it's not for everyone. And even like, I'm late today because I've been, I've been mash up this week. I've been working, I did 53 hours this week. There's times I've done 64 hours and I'm barely sleeping. 
So like even this week, I've been managing five and a half hours sleep and still getting up for twelve hour work. And still shifts. raving as well. And yo, the rape. <laughs> we'll get the to raving that. last weekend, yo, and then I went straight into these fifty three hours. I've been mash up. I had a nap before I came. Here. I was mash up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, um, it's, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone still. But just crazy, like I think. I, I hate seeing our generation, but our age group and that I've seen a lot more people want to get into that field because. Mm. We've had Shaquilla come on. Yeah. She's a doctor. Yeah. Yourself. I know two twins that are doctors. Elizabeth and, and yeah, Deb, yeah, I yeah. know them as well. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there's a few other people I know that are medicine, whether yeah. they're nurses or anything, but mm. I can see a lot more representation mm. in that field mm. than when we were growing up. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So I exactly. think it's crazy. Exactly. So part of that, so Shaquilla is, is the co-founder of that group I was talking about. Oh, so she co-founded ACMM, African Caribbean Medical Mentors. So everyone, you should go check them out. And if you have anyone that's aspiring to be a doctor, definitely please check out ACMM and BCDDN. Because, yeah, Shaquilla's does that. Um, and I think there's a lot of these black networks on Instagram, on these social networks as well, that are trying to push and promote. So there's Melanin Medics, mm. there's ACMM, KCOA. Like, there's so many different ones now. And we didn't have that when we were growing up. So when we were in school, when I was in sixth form, like I said, there was 40 people applying and the only people that were helping us were, were Miss Sohi and the other teacher that I was Our trying mentors, to... Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't have anyone to look up to. I didn't have anyone that could guide me down this path and say, this is... That, exactly. That, 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 yo, it sounds hard, but look, I was in your position, I was struggling and I got through. I didn't have anyone like that. I didn't have anyone I could look to for that. Anyone that can give me guidance in terms of this is where I should apply. This is what I just had to navigate myself. And just just by God's grace, I, I managed to do it. But was it now, expensive? Med school? Yeah. Um, med school is the same. So you get you back when I was there, like when you man were there as yeah. well, like it was 3,200 yeah. and whatever. So it was fine. And you get your loan, right? Yeah. And then because I did well in A-levels, I got a scholarship. So I got a thousand a year for the first four years. Okay. And then in your last year, the NHS pays that. Oh, so in okay. your last year, in your fifth year, the NHS pays that. So, you know, it's, you have your loan and I'm paying back my loan still and I'll pay back my loan till I'll die and probably my kids will pay back my loan as well. But, <laughs> but you know, like, but it's not, you know, is what it is. I pay back every month, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I would, like, honestly, I, I rate the fact that you are giving back and you're looking to support mm. the people that have come after you. Mm. you know? mm. um, that's amazing. That's inspiring. For real. As in any any sector that we're in as black people, we need to just bring up. 100%. Like like any sector. Send the elevator back down. Send the ladder back down. Yeah, that's man. it. That's it. Very send the ladder back down. Because construction, it could be lawyer, like it could be social work, anything. Mm. Just bring us up. Bring us up. And this generation is doing well. Did you it's know? Well. Did you always know you're gonna be a doctor? Since since I was 15, that's pretty. Since early. I was 15, only because so the reason why I wanted to make sure that I made as much money as I could to help my parents and and give back to them for everything they did for me and my sister growing up. The true oh, black origin so, story. <laughs> <laughs> I love bro. So Andrew, what's your background? Mm. Like family background. What country? Mm. You, I think that's yeah. something you should say. So I'm, I'm wearing it now, actually. I'm wearing, my mum's from St. Vincent and my dad's from Grenada. Um, and I grew up in Manor Park. So I grew up around these guys um, in Newham. Uh, Newham East London, deprived area, you know. Mm. Now we do. Yeah. Sure. The reason I asked that is because, like you said at the beginning, a lot of people, especially with African families, you hear them trying to pressure their children to yeah. go down that direction. Yeah. So some with someone from with, Caribbean, with a Caribbean background, how would you say it was like, were you pressured? What was mm, your family support mm. like? How was it with that type of mm. upbringing? I think with Caribbeans, we're a lot more casual. We're a lot more casual with a lot of things. Like in terms of, obviously Asians, they have their, it's not even just you have to be from India. 
and you have to be from the same religion, you also have to be from the same caste, right? Yes, yes. As in, you have to be, if you're a fisherman, you go with a fisherman caste. If, you go, if you're a teacher, you go with a teacher caste. And then if you're African as well, Nigerian going in, like you try and go for the same uh, country, but also the same tribe as well. Yeah. With Caribbeans, as long as you're in love, you're in love. Literally, because how many Caribbeans love have you seen? True, yeah, exactly. How many Caribbeans have you seen? Jamaican men with the kind of women, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, but yeah, but yeah. like love is love kind of thing. So we don't push for love. We don't push for, in terms of, we should probably push a bit more for academia, but at the same time, we don't say, oh, you need to be, a, you know, with the Africans, it's either you're a doctor, lawyer, uh, Account, architect, yeah. and um, what was that one? Accountant, or you're yeah. a failure. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. But we don't have that in Caribbean culture. And that's, that's why I love Caribbean culture so much, because we are just relaxed, we're just chill. We're chill, we're relaxed, we don't push people like that, but we should probably push a bit more for academia. I, I, I think would that, say I that. Think, I think that speaks more to, for the people that don't know, growing up with you, you've been essentially a high achiever from year seven, you know, mm. top set, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you going into medicine is, is no Wait, surprise. Pause, pause. You said you said top set from year seven, and you said we're in the same class. Just want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. One's a doctor and one caught COVID. Okay. We, we know what happened there, right? Um, so, um, yeah, well, you're fucked. <laughs> but um, what I'll uh, oh, say about that is. You know, that, I was listening to the other podcast, <laughs> yeah? What was it? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you said about the whole walking and shutting something yeah. oh, I was dead. I was dead. Well, I'll tell you. But, um, yeah, you, you, you touched on it, and I was going to say, um, Without that home pressure, for you, and just and just be really candid, um, mm. like, candid with us. Mm. When you say it's not for everyone, is it a case of like you've seen people that you thought were bright or Rizzy, stop considered, the considered were like like people that, that you know we grew up with, you know, that done well on GCSEs? Is it a case of like no, no, like not everyone can be a doctor? It's not about effort. Yeah. It's sometimes yeah. you, you got to be born with some some level of intellect here. Yeah, you know what? So. With, with exams, there's different levels, right? So mm -hmm. you, you say about, so you have your year six sets. So someone can do really well on that. And then yeah. the year nine sets, which are gone now, right? Yeah. And then you can do really well on that. And then GCSEs and then A-levels. And each one is a different beast to do. Like, and when you complete them, you're like, okay, cool. The next step, next step. And then there's a lot of people that you think, oh, they have really high potential to do something. But their medicine is the one, like one of the things that really separates challenges you. People, yeah. yeah, it separates people because it's not even just about getting grades. And that's why in the personal statement, you have to make sure that you're doing other things like your extracurricular activities. So for, for me, I was a head boy in year 13. So that mm. was something so I could say, oh, I've got leadership skills here. I've okay. got communication skills here. I've got teamwork skills here. I can, you know, I can network, yeah. all that stuff. But also I was doing cadets. Do you, oh, yeah, okay. I, was, I was an air cadet. So I was a, I was a sergeant and air cadet. So once again, the same skills, communication, leadership, are you do, And at the time, uh, is your family putting you in these positions or are you putting yourself in these positions knowing this is all for the one cause of? The latter, the latter. Oh, because okay. I don't know if you remember in year eight, there was this guy, yeah, hey, this guy came in. His name was Chris Booty. Yeah, 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 the white guy. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, came yeah. and talked about um, cadets, and everyone. Then he gave everyone, a presentation. And I, I think everyone in my phone class rolled it. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> 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 he, everyone. So Mr. Rackon asked at yeah, the end. Yeah, he yeah. was like, oh yeah, so who, so 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 who wants the <laughs> cadets? And then everyone just went. Everyone went quiet in it. And then after he was just like, come on, like he just got yeah, angry yeah. in it. And then everyone was like, put their hands up and stuff. But like, man, like Mr. Rackon, Sydney. But um. Yeah, so, but when he said, I wasn't interested in this as well when he gave the presentation, despite how good it was. Mm. But when he said, oh, you can get extra five GCSEs, I was like, yo, that, that's a bit of me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to get as many qualifications, because I always just knew, I just want to 
get as many qualifications I could, do as well as I could to see what I could do. Yeah. Because I didn't know back in year eight that I wanted to be a doctor. I just knew that I wanted to achieve something and uh, do the best I could be so I can give back to my family, give back to my parents. So yeah. what what do you think gave you that drive? Because you keep saying give back to your mm. family, especially for what mm. you did for your, you and your sister. Mm. But that drive and passion is is burning. You can hear it when you talk about mm. it. Mm. Man's thinking from year eight about five extra GCSEs. Do you think I even heard them say that? Mm. So that was not on my mind. You get what I'm saying? So mm. there was something driving you. What do you think it was? What did you see? What do you think is that driving force? I, I, I think it's just me. I think it's me. I think it's the way I was raised um, mm. because I didn't have that pressure like you, like I was just saying before. Like I didn't have that pressure. I think it's just me inside that I just want to make sure that I'm being the best I can be. So even now as well, like there's, there's different types of doctors. So like even... So I'm doing obstetrics and gynecology for seven years until I become a consultant. Mm. I've just, I'm nearly finished my second year and I'm stepping up from a junior doctor to a senior doctor. Okay. Come, as in, I'm doing it actively now, but officially I'll be there in October. Congrats. So thank you, brother. Congrats, thank you, brother. 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 But I'll be making more, more decisions and obviously it's women's and the children's lives in my hands as well. Yeah. So especially overnight, it's quite daunting because you're there. You have another senior that's ahead of you so you can ask for help. But, you know, s s certain situations when shit hits the fan, then you're just there yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be a different kind of beast. And that's why I've been even extra tired recently because I'm doing these shifts more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. More okay. pressure, more decisions. I'm making that decision. I'm having a junior underneath me as opposed to me being a junior. Right. So like, there's all of that. Um, and yeah, I think, I. so from that, you can either, when you do seven years, become a consultant, then that's a lot more admin. That's a lot more trying to change the department and doing all these audits and information governance and stuff like that. So I'm not as interested in that. I want to just be a good clinical doctor. I want people to know and respect me for my skills mm -hmm. in terms of surgical skills, in terms of my knowledge of clinical medicine as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I just want to be the best I can be. And I think that's just my drive. That's just that's what crazy. I want to do. Amazing. Do you think if your parents applied more pressure to you, you just being the same? Or do you think the level of... Andrew, just be you, be the mm. best of you, what's the best for them, what's the best Because not everyone's built yeah. like you, Andrew, you know? Yeah. Not everyone can be as like, as a child, see how they, because straight off the bat, I want people to appreciate who's listening that. It takes a lot of, it's a high intellect, emotional and academia to kind of see what your family are doing for you at 13, 14 mm. and saying to yourself, mm. I need to be the most qualified I can be mm. in this, in, in whatever thing to make sure I can maximise my avenues. Trust me, not a lot of us were like that. Mm, mm, that's a fact because mm. even thinking about it, I feel like that, and you're saying depending on your background sometimes the pressure is too much and people end up resenting yeah. sometimes the pressure yeah. is enough is what you need to become what you are and there's sometimes there's a lack of pressure but it's good for you that's why I asked you do you think it was good for you and there's sometimes people don't have that pressure and they need it yeah do you know what I'm trying to say so for you mm. do you think them just trusting you to do your thing was good enough for you, was the right thing for you. Exactly that, bro. And if, you know what it is? I think it was a lot of positive affirmations on their part. So whenever I did well, whenever I got a certificate, whenever I got an A or an A star, mm -hmm. whatever, it was always, we're so proud of you, Andrew. Like, you've done so well. It was never, oh, I'm disappointed in you, Andrew. It was never, oh, you could have done better than that. Or it's, it's like sometimes one time I got 12 out of 20 in a, in a spelling test because I, I just messed up. And then my mum was like, what happened? Just that, not not yeah. shouting at me, not slapping me with a with a wooden spoon and stuff like that. Like yeah. it was just literally just what happened. That's it. But apart from that, whenever I did something well, it was always well done, Andrew. Like I'm so proud of you. When when I do when I pass an exam, it will be a card that has like my mum, my sister, my dad would write 
how well I've done and yeah, thank you. You know, you know, I appreciate guys from the Brady amazing. Brunch. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Black Brady Brunch. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, um, the Cosby's as well. <laughs> hashtag Bill. Hashtag Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just it's positive affirmation, and that's the way I want to raise my children as well. That's yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I raise my children. That's still. nice to hear, though. Mm. Yeah, because you know what is it? It reminds me of a saying that I've seen. Um, reminds me of a saying I've seen. Um, it's pretty much they say. You know they say pressure makes diamonds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but they also say you need to let bread rest for it to rise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah and they say sometimes yeah. they say hot water makes a hard like uh, an egg hard, like boil up, but then also it makes potato soft. Mm. So basically, different situations can bring bring people in different limits, innit? it? Yeah. Sometimes you need to let people rest and they rise, and sometimes you have to say no, nah, pressure makes diamonds, and it kind of seems like you had the kind of perfect environment to put you in a place because I've seen people go through this whole chasing. A career with the pressure of their family and sometimes they come through it for better sometimes they come through it for worse mm, you know mm. and i guess hearing that and i'm hoping people that listen to that kind of have it in the back of their mind in terms of doing things better for the next generation because that, that'll be that'll be a big thing for me but um but you know sorry Millie, i'm going from what you said yeah it also shows that you need to know your child because yeah i've also know people that i was gonna say i was gonna say true, they have yeah. so much potential they have no one pushing them and they waste it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So you need to know your child and know which best way because you can't raise everyone the same. Even yeah. if you have three kids, you can't raise them all the same. Mm. Every yeah, child exactly. is different. You yeah, have to yeah, tailor true. it mm. to their characteristics. That's you know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You were in the best environment to flourish mm. and you've done so. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think I, agree with that. I was gonna I was gonna pivot into kind of like a uh another part of the conversation whereby it's like the past 18 months you've seen COVID happen, etc. with how the NHS is kind of being politicised mm. for the past two, three years, especially since Brexit. I was going to say, how has it been as a doctor first and a black man second being behind the lines mm. and seeing how, like your perspective, of how's, how the last 18 months has been for you really, mm. Mm. you know, delivering children, just in terms of resources, how how hard it's been, how easy it's been. Mm. If you give people kind of a, a better looking to behind the scenes that you've got to deal with. Mm. So, yes, I started obstetrics gynecology in October 2019, right? So just I started before. my first year just before it happened. Yeah. So I started then and I was doing well, you know, started in cesarean sections, delivering babies, mm -hmm. started to, you know, increase my skills. And the thing is the learning curve is really steep. So you're going and you're learning and learning and you're expected to learn at a kind of a steep level. Yeah. And then COVID started happening and then, you know, there were brew, you know, brewings of it and people talking about it in China, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I didn't think much of it. I didn't think it was going to come over here. Mm. And then when in March, out of the blue, they just said, okay, all of you junior doctors are redeployed to COVID wards. And we were just oh, like, yo. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is, every, every junior doctor was told about it apart from our department for some reason. So okay. we were told about it the day before we had to go. Crazy. So now we went to the COVID wards. And you know about the lack of PPE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like struggling for PPE. If you saw, I had an even post about it. There was a, I was wearing a plastic, you know the plastic aprons, the disposable yeah, yeah. ones, and then just a normal surgical mask, and then just goggles. And that was my PPE when I was on the COVID wards and seeing Jesus. every bay was just COVID, 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 Andrew, COVID, COVID. Andrew, um, give a definition for PPE for the listeners. Yeah, PPE, so protective personal um, equipment. So essentially just anything that tries to protect you from contracting a, um, a contagious disease like COVID. Yeah. So COVID is spread um, air droplets, but it's also fomite as well. So you can have it on surfaces. 
mm. which is why when I had my phone, I was trying to wipe it down all the time and stuff like okay. that. But also as well, when I come back from the woods and I come back home, I'd have a basket in my, in my um, just in the house, just as I came in. Mm. I was off in clothes straight away, straight in the shower. Ah. because it can be in your clothes yeah, so yeah. I was washing it we are washing it at high temperatures as well to try yeah. and kill it as well so you know COVID is very contagious and it's always been contagious mm. and then now you have these different variants as well mm. so now I was on the COVID wars I was there for three months and it was it was kind of scary because it was something that we didn't know about and even yeah. now we're learning more and more about it but yeah. we still don't know as much as we think we know about it mm. but back then we didn't know anything mm. and we were there looking after these patients with a lack of PPE and we were working mad hours I was, I was working worse than I was working now and everyone was inside and all I was getting was claps for the NHS on Thursdays. I was about to ask you about How do you well. feel about that? I wish something else was clapping for me, but... But it's like, yeah, the nurses, they got, a, what was it, a 1% pay rise. And it's, it's mad. Yeah. Because some nurses, some nurses on food stamps, nurses don't get paid a lot. Even doctors in the UK don't get paid as much as, as doctors in, in America and Aus Australia. Yeah, I was getting paid double what I get paid there. Mm. Wow. Australia. Australia, I was getting paid double. Even considering the, tax? Yeah. Wow. But also in Australia as well, you get paid for doing overtime. How many times have oh, I wait, done so overtime? Do you know I've done overtime today. So when you're saying like, I've done 60 hours, is it just, you know, you got your paid rate? Like the, the, so, so I, it was actually sixty contracted hours. So it's not okay. like I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, I, these are contracted hours. So I get paid for all of those hours. Okay, but I'm cool. just saying, like, if you got a sick patient and you're staying behind an extra hour to make sure they're fine, you don't get paid. You don't get paid. That's the goodness you don't of get your paid heart. For that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. But the thing is, that's everyone. Every doctor does that. Yeah. I don't think there's there's not many doctors that don't stay behind to look after mm. your patients. And that's just how it is. Nurses you as well. You take an oath, innit? Like you actually mean yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. So um. It was a mad time. And I was there on the COVID wars from March until May last year. And I came back to obstetrics gynecology after that. So, I, but yeah, it was it was a hard time still. And in, time. In, in terms of that time, would you say that was probably the first time, if any time, you thought to yourself and thought, this ain't for me? I didn't think that, but it was, the, it was one of the times that I thought, okay, I thought... I thought as in, yeah, some people, were, some people were thinking that. But also, that was one of the times when I felt a bit depressed not gonna lie as in like i wasn't i've not really felt like had a proper i've not never been diagnosed with depression mm -hmm. never had it for a long period of time but mm -hmm. during that period particularly i was just like yo i'm working so much there's this there's this disease that no one knows about it's not getting all of better. my it's not getting better it's getting worse we don't know much about it and also all my holidays are cancelled so i was meant to went to st vincent and grenada for a wedding last year mm -hmm. that got cancelled yeah. meant to go to st lucia carnival last year with circus partners that got cancelled yeah. everything got cancelled even portugal as well so like all of that happened and it was just a lot and i wasn't working out because i wasn't going to the gym so yeah. even that's my release that's, even that's the what i do you got from gym exactly not exactly and i couldn't see my people i couldn't see my friends my family as in i was living with my parents at the time still yeah. so that was that was okay so at least i had that support network yeah, at least yeah, at yeah. least but if i didn't have them and i lived by myself done out here that's mm. crazy that's mm. crazy but then like wow. i guess now coming out or well, could you could would you say we're out of the covid thing like how do you doctors view how the government have now opened things up. Do you guys look at it and sn snigger amongst yourselves and say, ah, oh, they don't even know, they don't even know. Mm. Or is it a case of you guys have got more insight to saying, look, this is the reason why X, Y, Z, Delta is not as dangerous as X. How, how do you guys perceive it from mm. behind the lines as doctors? As in, I think, as in, as doctors, I think we're just getting on with it. Okay. Um, for me, like, I know the lockdown's going to come again. Like, that's just natural. 
Um, right, uh, the cases are rise, so the cases are going down, but the number of deaths are rising slowly at the moment. Okay, but it's, so they're, they're not they're not putting that in the media. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It fluctuates with how many people come in with COVID. Like now, I, I can see it from how many patients I see with COVID. So now I'm starting to see the last three four weeks more pregnant women are coming with COVID. Wow. And the pregnant women coming with COVID are scary because if they have in the third trimester, so the last few yeah, months yeah, of pregnancy, yeah, yeah. then they can really just deteriorate. Really? They, they, they come in, they come in with either no symptoms or they have like mild symptoms, and then you see they do their bloods, you put them on and blood thinners and make sure they're on antibiotics, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. And then by day two, day three, they might just suddenly just Dip. drop. Yeah, exactly. So then now their oxygen requirements. How does that impact the bacon? Have you, uh, have there been stillborns because of COVID? Yeah, there's been as in there's, there's been more stillborns in general, but we're not sure whether that's related to COVID or not. But I've, I've, we've seen in the department there's been more miscarriages, more stillborns and stuff. But also, like I was saying, with those women that come in they're either asymptomatic or they have mild symptoms, they might start deteriorating after the next couple of days, and then suddenly just literally just dip and then they might need delivery by cesarean section or whatever and then some of them end up in itu i've I've seen patients end up in itu after they're intubated and these are young fit women and then they have to go and have cardiac support at a different hospital and stuff so i've I've seen i've seen it since last year wow in pregnancy it's it's, it's a different beast than pregnancy still so so i guess that kind of kind of segues into what i was going to ask you and i wanted to kind of speak to our listeners especially the male listeners why so important as men we understand what we can do or like kind of how how fragile it is when like dealing with pregnant women because you that's mm. that, that's you're you're there at the finish line pretty much to make mm. sure mm. and i want to say i guess is it dangerous all up until the minute that the child is born for you to realize look mother and child are safe or how, how would you advise men that are you know have a partner going mm. through pregnancy is 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 it a case of like people have you being a doctor, have you seen like, oh, a lot of men need to be educated on what they need to do to support their partner? Or yeah, have you seen, yeah. What have you seen from that lens? I think I think men and women need to be educated and learn about what they need to know for pregnancy. So like I even did a pod, uh, not a podcast, an um, Instagram live okay. a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if anyone saw that. Nice, it's know. on my page anyway, but I basically spoke about black maternal health and what you got, what people and we should know about pregnancy leading up to pregnancy leading up to conception yeah. and what you should do and don't do so mm-hmm. stuff like you know don't don't smoke don't drink you know mm-hmm. stuff like that but also you know like there's myths like just rest you know bed rest and rest mm-hmm. and rest that's the worst thing you can do in pregnancy oh, really? and then also oh don't go to the gym you can go to the gym during pregnancy yeah, yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. to the gym as long as you're not doing like really hard compound weights and you're yeah, not trying to reach your pp yeah, do you know yeah. what i mean you're not you're not trying to do 150 in your back <laughs> but do you know what i mean but you can still do as in like, i've seen women do like proper like um what's it crossfit and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah, that's, yeah. that's good as in those women have better outcomes because they're keeping fit as opposed to other women right. that are just oh, resting, rest getting day. bigger and bigger, and then increasing the risk of um, a pre, pre um, pregnancy induced hypertension or right. gestational Jesus. diabetes, etc. Well, like I mean, you're meant to build the strength to that deliver that the baby. Yeah, exactly. I would like, as a guy, I would be like, I want you to rest because I'm worried. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, it, that's, that's it. That would be it. the perception, isn't it? Think about it. That's mm. it. You're, especially when they're out. Because I, I know a friend that got pregnant, and even when she goes out and I see her, she's driving, I'm like, Bro, can you drive? Yeah, like, yeah. But mm, she's like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, you, you see them. You, you, you want to be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you you feel yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's good because obviously, naturally, as a supportive partner, you want to be looking after your partner, and you should. But at the same time, the more normal she is during pregnancy, as in the more you're trying to advocate for her to be normal, yeah. hopefully, the better outcome she should have. But okay, she should be looking yeah. after herself. You should be trying to help look after her as well. Um, and yeah, definitely working out and exercising in pregnancy is important. 
Wow. Okay, okay, so no more foot rubs. So thanks, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never, get the treadmill, get the treadmill, run, run. It's good for you. I never it's go good for you. <laughs> you want me to rub your feet? Go run on that the treadmill. Foot rubs, the foot rubs are the emotional <laughs> support, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 the foot rubs are the oil and the warm candle oil, you know? Yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the candle guy, ones too. This guy's seducing mothers out here. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do what I do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take my license still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's funny. But Andrew, you touched on um, Circus Spartan. So I guess outside of being a doctor, you know, you've you've got other dreams and other things that you work on. So can you kind of tell the listeners what Circus Spartans is and what you do outside that? Because you you guys are doing great things. We went to one of your events, Sparta, twenty nineteen mm, before Sparta, COVID. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rizzy, Rizzy smiling right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a great time. So I guess. To let people know that you're more than just a doctor because they're hearing that I do 60 hours, 50 hours and they're like, oh, so doctor is just his whole life. But mm, can you mm. let people know that what you do beyond that, what Circus Spartans is and how you got into it? Yeah, yeah. So I know all of these. So in terms of what I do outside, I, I like to go to the gym. So once again, that's for my mental, mm. spiritual, emotional well-being. So I just want to make sure that I'm releasing my stress from the stress from work for yeah. all these hours as well. So I like to do, go, to, go to the gym and I try and fit it in somehow. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm after a night shift or after a 12-hour shift, I try and do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know all of these guys from the, from school as well. So all of these boys from St. Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came together. We formed a group called Soka Spartans UK. So we're 12 African-American, I'm sorry, African-American, <laughs> African-Caribbean yeah, men born yeah. in the UK. It's so the first generation. And we're I, know all who, I know who you be DMing now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, mom, I'm African-American too. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're all interested. We're all passionate about Caribbean culture yeah. and promoting the positivity of, of Soka as well because mm. there's a lot of negative perception about Soka, about you know the sexuality of it. And mm. people don't understand the culture. Like even even me as a doctor, I've got my pages open, but like I have like when I'm whining and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't I don't put too much of me whining, but at the same time it's culture. You, so uh, even at Jam Juve, I was at Jam Juve and I was covered in paint and I was whining mm-hmm. the girl, and I, I actually put the caption culture so people don't yeah, misconstrue yeah, yeah, it because yeah. it is what it is. Like I'm not I'm not ashamed of my Caribbean culture. I want to make sure that people know that this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. So we're a bunch. So we do a lot of modeling. We do a lot of band launches, mm-hmm. um, and we also hold events. So the event you're talking about was Sparta. That was October. Yeah. That was November 2019. Yeah. Before COVID happened, and yeah, that was a sold out event. Our first event, and yep. yeah, we pulled off, and yeah, you you guys all came. So yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought felt the amazing. culture. Definitely yeah. felt the culture. <laughs> but um, Andrew, yeah. you said obviously in the group, it's both African and Caribbean yeah. that make up the group that love mm. Caribbean culture. Mm. Obviously, when you go online. You always seen these stupid like Twitter wars and hashtag war. I don't know what to call it. Where it's like African versus Caribbean or mm, this mm, and that. Mm. But just the fact that the Spartans are built up of both Africans and Caribbeans mm. show that you can have a mixed community that can appreciate yeah. culture yeah. as it is. Yeah, you got what I'm trying to say. Mm, mm. As in, as in, seven members are African, and then only five are Caribbean. Okay. Wow. So, so most of them are Nigerian, and then there's Ghanaian, wow. and then the rest are yeah, Caribbean. So we're literally just very mixed. That's amazing. We're very mixed, and there, there should never be a divide between us, man. Like for me, I'm looking for a black partner, so I'm looking for a black wife. She, she just needs to be black. 
I, I would I would prefer her to be Caribbean. Mm. You know, mm. I prefer to be Caribbean, but she just needs to be black because black is black to me. Yeah. yeah, black is black is black. If Say you're, that louder, please. Black is black. Black is love. Black is black. If you're in the UK, if you're in America, if you're over in Africa, like as long as you have the melanin in your skin, yeah. and you you can understand my soul, yeah. then that's what we're all one. That's it. One. So there's no divide. There's yeah. no divide. And also, I feel like we're coming away from that. Because in yeah. school, remember back in the day, it was just a joke though between us boys, like mm. African versus Caribbean, yeah, football, yeah, yeah. African versus Caribbeans, and tennis and all this other stuff. Yeah, but yeah, do you yeah. know what I find funny? Yeah, I feel like us growing up in school, it was banter, mm. but we all got along. Yeah, it was, there was no exactly. real yeah, yeah. animosity. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know no better. Yeah, well, not even, I wouldn't even use that phrase "no better" because as if we were we naive. Just didn't, it was it was no, a melting pot of the culture. But mm. you know, it was as mm. well. I feel like as young boys as well, growing up where we grew up. We would just cuss each other with whatever we could cut, get onto you about. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. with stereotypes, what you're wearing, mm. anything. But it was banter. Yeah. There was no real animosity. Yeah. So, but the funny thing is I'm seeing it now. I don't know if it's people from our age and people that have grown up. People really take it seriously. Like, mm. it looks like there's a, lot, there's a bunch of people that are getting closer, but it's also a big divide. Maybe it's just social media, but even the other day, I just see it like, the Whiskey concert came out. Mm. That somehow caused a beef between with Africans and Caribbeans. I don't even see that. I, I saw it got sold out, but I didn't see no beef. What, what no, people about? making comments like, if you're not African, you shouldn't go. Stupid oh, comments come like, on, man. And then no, even no, when no, um, people talk about Caribbean culture, they'll be like, oh, you're not Caribbean. I'm just like, bruv. No, but yeah. I don't, but I, just, I always say social media is not for me, so I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw it's a lot crazy. of Africans um, on the timeline um, embracing Jamaican independence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you see some people saying, don't do that. You're not. I'm just like, bruv, what is this? Unity, Mm. man, Mm. over everything. We should just Mm. unite. I I don't get it, to be honest. A lot of Jamaicans came from Nigeria. Yes. And then I I did my DNA. So look, I've always been pro-black. I've always known it. But also when... I, when I was 14, that's when my third eye started to like awaken. I think yeah. I started to, what, what was that? I watched Roots and mm. I watched it. And I was like, what the, what the flip was this? What's this? Mm. Yeah. What happened here? Why? Mm. What, way, was, what, what, what a way to spend Black History Month in St. Bonds. Hey, Everyone watching Roots. Hey, Miss Sue teaching it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. But like that that kind of I wiped, like wiped away the crust from my third eye. Yeah, and then yeah. after I watched Malcolm X with Denzel playing it. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite movie of all time. And then yeah. after that, my third eye was like open. Mm. And I've always been pro-black. So like, there's there's not a divide and with with soca culture as well everyone can go like if you go to our events especially but if you go to any um, soca events you'll see white people there you see asian people there you see because asian people are mixed as well yeah. there'll be asian yeah. people from trini yeah. you know yeah. coolie people they say so like they'll be there there'll be um africans as well and like i said we're half of us or more than half of us in soca spartans uk are african as well so mm-hmm. there's there's no divide there for us i think people like i said i was even a fan of soca music till i went barbados mm. It was just the culture, the vibes. Yeah. Bruv, I came back, I was like, bruv, I'm enjoying this. Mm. Sometimes I feel like just experiencing can make you appreciate, appreciate culture. a culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sometimes it's just education, understanding. Mm. It's not that deep. There's no beef, but, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, so going back to the culture and, and the vibes as well, we're trying to bring all of that to Rebel. So come in. This well, you is can't just be, say to Rebel. You've got to tell them what Rebel is. I'm telling what Rebel is. So basically, we had our second event, which was called Sexy Tropics, and that was last week's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was just essentially a pop-up event. It was literally just to generate some uh, attention for Rebel. And it yeah. was literally a thank you to all of our loyal fans mm-hmm. and loyal, loyal customers as well that bought tickets for Rebel. And it was free. So we just okay. gave it to them for free just yeah. to say thank you, mm-hmm. yeah? And just generate their intention before Rebel. So that was our second event. And once again, people loved that as well. Mm-hmm. But then Rebel is a, is a juve. 
And for people with listeners that don't know, a juve is essentially where everyone gathers together in an event and you're spraying paint and powder on each other. Mm -hmm. And you're just literally just, you know, loving the music, loving the vibes, mm. just enjoying and celebrating life. And that's what it is. And that's what we're trying to, that's what we're going to do for Rebel. So I came from Jam Juve on Saturday, which is a, was, is a movie. Mm -hmm. And we're looking to put on a movie as well. So it's at South of England Showground. It's on Saturday the 14th of August mm -hmm. from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you guys follow our Instagram pages, so Rebel, Rebel International on Instagram, also Circus Spartans UK on Instagram, and then there's tickets, uh, they're flying, they're flying, so yeah. everyone should get that, everyone should get that still. So I was, I was going to ask, like, how's it been from, we swear, it was talking, it's great we're talking about culture, seeing how, you know, Notting Hill Carnival was cancelled, mm. etc. Mm. How's that been from kind of a Circus Spartan, but also just as a Caribbean man, mm. kind of seeing something that is kind of a, you know, I, I would say a London culture more so than a UK culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, was you disappointed in how that was handled? Or mm. Did you think it could have been handled better? Mm. What, what's your, what was your thoughts on that? For me, I feel like if you can have, um, and, and I, feel, I love football, but if you can have 60,000 60, people, people in Wembley, why can't you exactly. have 20,000 people walking yeah. through Notting Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what was your thoughts on that? So first, as in Notting Hill has 2 million people. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Like it's it's it's, it's the biggest <laughs> celebration in the UK. Like it's two million people. Yeah. It's been going on since the fifties. Yeah, 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 it's been yeah. going on since the fifties when obviously it was smaller, like a couple of a uh, couple of thousand, and then yeah. now it's two million. Yeah. So last year when it was cancelled, I was heartbroken because it's never been cancelled mm. in in yeah. what in eighty years, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. For seventy years, seventy plus years. So it's never been cancelled, and they've always said about moving into Hyde Park, and I think COVID is now the reason why they've cancelled it or the reason why they're trying to push it to Hyde Park and reduce the numbers. But it's it's the biggest celebration of life I've mm. ever been to. Like I've never seen that many people on the road just loving life and just Honestly, having fun. So there's nothing yeah. like there's nothing like Notting Hill Carnival. There's nothing like Notting Hill nothing. Carnival. In the UK. Yeah, in the UK. In the UK, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when it was cancelled last year, I was heartbroken. And then this year, I expected it to be cancelled. Yeah, so, that, so they were saying last minute, oh, um, come July time, they make a full announcement and decide whether it's going to be cancelled or not. I'm like, that's a month before yeah. it's meant to oh, be. So there's, there's not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell designers and, and, and bands that, you know, you're going to do it fine. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to roll and do it. Yeah. Because there's not enough time. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be cancelled this year. So I've kind of prepared myself mentally and emotionally for that. So, but all these other events, like black people, we just always rise. So like we have Jam Juve on a Saturday that's just what I went to. Mm. We have Rebel coming up, mm. you know, mm. next Saturday. We have Dreamland coming mm. up. You've been to Dreamland. I miss Dreamland. Oh, you went Jam Juve. You've been Jam Juve. I suppose we got Jam Juve, but then no. You've been to one of them. I know you've I been went to the one Juve. in Barbados. Okay, fine, fine, yeah, fine, yeah. fine, fine. But then we have Dreamland. So Dreamland is gonna be on the carnival Saturday mm -hmm. um on the twenty eighth. Um, and then they've made another one called Wonderland now. So essentially, in Carnival, uh, Notting Hill, they always have dirty masks, they call it. So mm -hmm. where you're spraying each other with paint and powder yeah. and chocolate, etc., and oil. And that's on normally on a Sunday. And then on a Monday, it's normally called Pretty Mask. That's when all the costumes come out. Mm. Okay. So that's what essentially what they're going to do this time. They're going to have it with Dreamland, with all the Juve. Mm -hmm. And also the next day, is going to be Wonderland. So everyone just brings their costumes. So I'm going to both. I'm, I'm renting out a hotel. Got to be brand will be there. Yeah, so it's going to be rumming, rumming off top. Rumming oh, off top, rumming off top. <laughs> this guy just, just painting a scene. And then next week, and then back to, the, hey, then back to delivering babies. Worse, though. Next week, Rebel is going to be worse, honestly. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be worse. No, but you guys have done like an excellent job of like even keeping the momentum because to have your first event in 2019. Mm. Then the lockdown. Then mm. the lockdown. Mm. I can imagine it could have knocked the wind out of yourselves because it was like, after yeah. that, you got probably so much good feedback saying, oh, we loved it, did, 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 did. we can't yeah. wait. You guys picked an excellent venue. 
Um, it was hard to believe that it was your first event. And then for it to be like two months, okay, we're going to do something in the new year. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long yeah. is this going to last? Well, people think, oh, it's going to last for two months. Nope. Mm. Thing, you know, we're in 2021. And I guess to kind of keep that momentum, because we saw it with even other businesses, let alone events management, a lot of them just fell apart. Even like the a, podcast, we, it became half Yeah, rushed. even, yeah. even yeah. doing yeah, the podcast. I can imagine, I can imagine, yeah, yeah. You're completely right, because we actually had, so that was November 2019 was our first event spa, like mm. you said. And then we were meant to have a boot camp in March. So like I said, we do a lot of um, modeling, we do band launches, we do events, but also we do a lot of fitness. fitness. So we do fitness videos, we do gym videos and workouts, mm. and that's a big part of who we are. So we were trying to make a boot camp for people to try and get people ready for carnivals and okay. juvets and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're literally yeah. making, we made, made our first Spartan boot camp in March of last year, mm. canceled obviously because of COVID. Yeah, and yeah. then we we're meant to have our second event, April the 12th last year, that got canceled. Yeah. So like you said, that took the wind of our, out of our sails yeah. and kind of like, we kind of went a bit quiet for a bit because it was hard to see what could we do. I was looking forward to that. Well, oh, the, the April one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Rebel's going to be a lot better still. Rebel is going to be is in the paint, the powder, the lights, the, the big truck. Well, we've got a couple of trucks still. Wow. As in, trucks. yeah. What yeah, type yeah, of trucks? Yeah. Dumping trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Even the advert that you lot recorded for it. Crazy. Oh, the, with the models? Yeah. Hey, with the models. You saw the models? Hey, hey listen, I just appreciate good content. You saw the fire, yeah. <laughs> you, saw the, you saw the jiggles. Hey, they're all, of, all of them are going to be there as well. So, yeah, everyone's going to have their own outfits. Um... Yeah, a lot of nice girls are going to be there. I don't care about that. I just yeah. want to celebrate culture. Bro. Yeah. But yeah, um, but Andrew, like, seeing as like going from your career as like a doctor doing Soccer Spartans, I guess, you, you, t you touched on kind of the mental health aspect. Um, and we, we on this podcast, we've, we've spoken a lot about, you know, black men looking after their mental health and the conversation being kind of open and honest I guess from your perspective how did you was that the first time you kind of found yourself in that space and how did you find yourself coming out of it did you communicate that to family or friends and like because obviously some people say oh well, he's a doctor like you know he's got all the resources yeah, that he needs yeah, to yeah, get yeah. out of that so yeah. how, how would you kind of express that in terms of like understanding this is what I'm going through and how, coming out of that yeah that's a good question because we're, uh, they always say doctors make the worst patients mm -hmm. because you can you can see someone talk to them take their history and think they have that they have depression or they have psychosis or they have this and that yeah, but yeah, to yeah. diagnose that in yourself can be the hardest thing mm, yeah. and also dentists from unless there's been the change in this this statistics they have the highest rates of uh, suicide what dentists really maybe because they have bad breath in their, their, their face <laughs> all the time but it's true they have I the highest rate. yeah yeah that's yeah, it i don't yeah, know yeah. i don't know what's the how does how how it relates? I, I don't know is in because they they don't work like mad hours but at the same time i don't they're looking in mouths all day i'm not sure but dentists have, yeah, the so highest you rate stare, of suicide. You stay on that bad teeth for the for ten years. Like, I can do something to your mental. Yeah, really burning your nostril hairs and that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we can <laughs> we can look up. We can look up and see. Well, but yes. what I knew was that yeah, they have the highest rate. So doctors make the worst patients. So you you can't you can't in yourself. You might feel oh I feel a bit off, mm -hmm. but it's hard for anyone to know oh I'm depressed because there's people around you that will say okay you're not eating as much, you're not sleeping as much, mm -hmm. your concentration mm -hmm. is lacking, your memory is lacking. You, you don't enjoy the things that you used to enjoy. You don't want to go out anymore. Mm -hmm. All these symptoms and signs are signs of depression. So you might not see that in yourself. So for me, mm -hmm. when 
I was going through a bit of that during COVID. It was because of the lack of interaction with my friends and family, which I obviously, mm. I really value. Mm -hmm. It was the lack of going to the gym where I could actually get out of my frustrations. It mm -hmm. was everything being cancelled. It was no fun. It was all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't, and for me, I, I normally talk about my feelings and stuff with a partner. And that's one of the things that I think holds men back, whether it's black men or whatever men. But like, mm. I feel like the time I actually talk to someone about my feelings is when I'm with a partner. So maybe that's something I need to change in myself. And I've, I've re recognized that. But for me, I just started But that's why it's work, probably, probably yeah. so important about being selective with your partner, I yeah, guess. But that's it, to know who you can trust. Yeah, Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't tell everyone your stuff. Yes. You can't tell everyone your stuff. As in, you should have someone, everyone should have someone that's a support network. You should always have a social support, whether it's your parents, your siblings, your friends, but someone that you can actually just offload on as well. Yeah. And you can't, that can't be for everyone, like you're saying. It can't be for everyone. But I just, the way I got out of it, I just thought, you know what? I can't, I can't control the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm on this ward. You know, I'm looking after these patients. I don't know what's going to happen, but let me just, let me just get back into the gym myself. So I have a gym in my family house. Mm -hmm. So I just started banging it myself and I started feeling better because I was getting that off. And I just said, I'm going to let God do what God does and just deal with it in terms yeah, of, yeah. I can't control COVID. I can't control when I come back to obsessions and gynecology, which is the thing that I love and delivering babies. I can't come back to that. So let me just keep going, keep calm, carry on. Makes sense. That's a good saying. I guess for obviously, and we always like to touch on this when we have male guests on and spe speaking about stuff like relationships and you know, interactions with women. You're a doctor, you work 60 hours, you know, mm. on paper, some people are like, you know, he's got everything, you know. Mm. He's the a, he's a, he's a husband material type of thing. I Money's guess. sweet. Money, yeah, ever. Money's not sweet. Let me, <laughs> let me put a disclaimer for anyone thinking rubbing their hands. Money ain't sweet. I was going to say, um, how has it been from your perspective in terms of trying to, or not even trying, but in terms of interacting if you're going to have a partner or dating? Because it's like, it's one thing saying on like on paper, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's a doctor, he's pro-black, he's etc. My man might spend 60 hours in the hospital mm. and sometimes he just wants to bench press and sleep. Mm. How have you found it trying to find, or if you have had conversations about dating women, how have you find the market, if you will? Is it kind mm. of a case where, oh, everyone says they love a doctor until they actually seen a doctor and be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a part of it. That's a part of How's it. How's it been for you? That's a, that's a part of it. But for me, I feel like if, I, if there's someone that I... I like to talk to is that yeah. someone I'm interested in? I'll find the time because I feel like oh, I'm a good love, communicator. They love it when you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As in, I like, I like to communicate. You know what's like, him. Anyone right now is trying to say I haven't got time, you and you, you, you just you, fucked you, it for them. Yeah. He's working sixty hours, <laughs> and he still <laughs> said, yeah, said I'll, "I'll find, find the time." time. <laughs> I want like, I kicked Andrew under the table, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't reach in it. Like now, you got no excuse. Yeah, but yeah, like you were saying, like finding the time, etc. Yeah, yeah. As in, as in. I, I like to text. I'm not really a phone call person, mm. but like if I if I'm seeing someone and I'm interested in them, then I'm gonna find the time to talk to them. I, I want to speak to them as well because yeah. I'll be speaking to one person. But when you're if you're speaking to different people, then that's when it gets a bit techy. Mm. But oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm looking to settle down, so like I don't have a problem with working, but also talking to someone and dating someone. Like I, I will always prioritize, and I can always find time. So even I'm contracted to work 48 hours. So yeah. it's not always, there's only rare occasions I do 64 hours. That's the yeah, most, yeah. that's the most, most, most I would ever do. But 48 hours is what I'm contracted to do every single week, at yeah. least. So it could be more than that. So this week I did 53, but you know, it could be, uh, Fair enough. yeah, and it's think, not always 60. Yeah. I think you kind of circling back to like, we spoke about culture. You spoke about the Caribbean culture of not being as strict as maybe 
like say Indian culture when it comes to like the caste system mm, or mm. say African culture when in Ghana or Nigeria where it got to be certain t- and ac- where academia is put into the priori- prioritization. For you, have you found that you would probably want to uh, date someone that is from a doctor background? Like, because I, I can imagine mm. you just be like, oh, what do you do? I'm a doctor. Oh, marry me. I know you use that punchline. It's like, yeah, they call me doctor. Yeah. No, I say I'm a plumber still. Oh, no, no, no. no I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but you, you, can't, you can't say it too quick because, you know, you don't, you can't trust everyone, you know? Mm. Some, uh, some people the rubbing their hands. Yeah, 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 because look, like I said, shit ain't sweet. I don't get the money that you think I get. It's not, it's not like it is. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is as well, you work your hours, yeah? I've not even been paid properly recently i've had to go and talk to hmrc and start oh, putting them in a, in a, in a chokehold because they're not been posed. yeah honestly i had to choke them out at debo like because they weren't paying me properly yeah, yeah so like yeah. you're working all these mad hours and there's Your gaps money's been messed up yeah my money's been messed up so it obviously puts you off but like you, you don't get the money that you think you're getting so mm. you can't you can't say i don't try and say i'm a doctor and try and get people like that way because it's not it's not as it could be if i was in america or in yeah, australia yeah, and stuff yeah what's your thoughts on private and non-private medical care if you can afford it then yeah and also if your job uh, gives you the benefit of having free private health care or discounted health care then take it no but i know some people that are anti-private medical care they think mm. everyone should be like nhs no private mm. i'm mm. like i see nothing wrong with private mm. if you can afford someone to give you attention because in general in, in nhs before covid the waiting times were mad like wait, waiting times have always been mad but now during covid a lot of things that even some cancer patients didn't have the, they yeah. weren't seen. They're meant to any cancer patients meant to be seen within two weeks. That's a two week wait pathway. Mm-hmm. So if you have symptoms of cancer, say you, you have bleeding from your backside, you're meant to you see your GP. They refer you in a two week wait. You ha- you have to be seen by a specialist, mm. so a colorectal specialist, a surgeon within two weeks. Mm. So that's that's what it is. Some patients were missing their scans. Some patients were missing their appointments because of COVID, and it's mad because. You, you need to see these patients like it needs to be done but i mm. think it's been managed better but last year when it first came out it was a bit of a myth so if you have private healthcare and you can see someone and miss the whole six month waiting list to see a patient like to see your doctor again or to initially see your doctor then then go, go, and, and, go and go go for it but yeah. as it's you it in the medical medical practice mm. do you think doctors that go down the private route mm. Are taken. Um, is it always the best doctors that go down the private um, private route? Mm. That and that means there's less. So basically, a talent drain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not as many good doctors in the just the. Okay. Yeah. No. Th- there's plenty of good doctors in NHS, and also a lot of doctors that do private still do NHS. So there's consultants that I've worked with that still do obstetrics and gynecology, and they do their five days or four days a week in the hospital. This is what I heard. And then they take. Yeah. They take, yeah. So Same. they do. They mostly do four days a week in the hospital, which isn't too bad. Mm. Then they do their fifth day in a private, um, and they they you Same know they doctors. rent it out. They just get paid a lot more. Is it compulsory that you have to do? Um, NHS and thing, or can you just do private? No, no, no. So you can just well, you can just do private if you want to. You can just oh, do okay. NHS. You mm-hmm. can do NHS and you can do private. Because there was definitely a rumor I heard where you had to do certain hours in. Um, you couldn't just do private. Oh no, you can just do private. As in, like Harley Street doctors just do private, but then they're the creme de la creme. They're the ones that, and also with that, I guess there's a bit of nepotism. Who you know, yes, you know, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit harder for maybe an African doctor of, of humble backgrounds yeah. to try and get into Harley oh, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, more, that's, that's more cherry picking. Yes, my nephew's exactly. See more black doctors on Harley Street. That would be nice. Mm. I have to ask because I know people will kill us. We've got a doctor here. What's your view on the vaccine? 
Techies. It's a techie one. It's a techie one. I, you know what? I think for, for me, I just say to everyone, just inform yourself. You know, just think about your personal background and your personal situation. If you're someone that's overweight, if you have high blood pressure, if you have, um, if you're older, mm. if you're around more vulnerable people, like an like an elderly person or whatever, and you don't want to give that to them, and mm. you're you're scared that you're going to get severe COVID yourself, then maybe it's for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you should take it. I'm just saying that maybe it's for you. If you're healthy, if you're fit, if you you know you don't have any medical conditions then maybe it's not for you. It's, it's completely up to you. And I think everyone should just inform themselves and make the decisions after that. Yeah. Well, also, on, on that point, I guess, how, I understand those were rumours circulating in tabloid newspapers about, you know, NHS making it mandatory for like nurses, yeah. doctors. Yeah. Mm. Did you, being a black doctor, being a black man and the background, between, the background in black experimentation on medicine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how, how did you guys, how was it for you guys? Was it like, you can't make this mandatory. Maybe mm. give me proper PPE and now you want to mm. make it mandatory to get a vaccination. Mm. Mm. Is it a case of doctors are giving that free will because you guys have the most education around it? How 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 is that how is that internally there? Mm. So so the GMC, the General Medical Council, have suggested that they're gonna make it mandatory. They've suggested they might make it mandatory for doctors um to take it. They've mm-hmm. not made it so far. And I don't know, I feel like it's a breach of human rights to say that you have to take this when it's, when it really is, there've not been potentially enough studies into it to know the long-term side effects. It's not not FDA approved, is it? It's not FDA approved. So that's the thing. But also they're not liable for any, any long-term side effects that can happen from it because it's been, it was an emergency, it was an emergency issue. So, you know, to, to have that, so it's different to having, because as a doctor, I need to have a hepatitis B vaccination and I have boosters yeah. to make sure that, especially because I'm a surgeon, if I if I get cut and I pass, if I didn't, ah, you know, receive hepatitis yes, B, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, but also they, they check my HIV and make sure that's negative as well. Yeah. So like stuff like that, that's fair enough. But with COVID, I don't know, I, mm. to, to make it mandatory, I don't know. I think it's crazy, especially when they put you in the wards for three months to say you work there, but now... And that was fine. You didn't need a vaccine or nothing to deal with um, patients. But now they're saying, man, I think that's but crazy. There was no vaccine at the time. Though. But I'm saying even yeah. now, doctors that work there now, mm. you're fine to look um, mm. work with patients. Yeah. But now, because yeah. it's like you get thrown to the deep end. Yeah. But you don't, you didn't need it then. But now you're trying to make it mandatory. It's a bit crazy. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. The, the vaccine is a sticky one. It's a sticky one. I just say to everyone, just inform yourselves. And then if you think it's for you, then it's for you. If you don't think it's for you, then... I, well, I, guess, I guess that's the problem with the inform yourself thing because... It's hard. Yeah, it's so hard to know what information... There's so much misinformation. Yeah, and, and what I tell people is that it's not only a problem of misinformation, but there's so many truths. Mm. What I mean by that is that there can, there can be a certain truth regarding the vaccination. Mm. That is actually a truth. Mm. But, then it, it, but then it can be conflicted and contradicted by another truth of it. Mm. And sometimes it's okay, like... It was, I was really frustrated because I saw, like, last two, three weeks ago, I saw a trend of people posting on Instagram... Or people posting uh, people that got the vaccination were shaking, mm. and after you've done a bit yeah, of research, I saw that. I saw it was that. like yeah. it was to do with like nerve damage. I think it's FND or something like that, and it was frustrating because for me it was just like people saw that and straight away were reposting and saying, "Oh, like you know, don't let anyone pressure you to get the vaccine." I'm like, people are just taking information when, when and they're spouting that, it. When you saw first saw people posting that, what were you thinking? <laughs> okay, obviously, 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 disclaimer. I've got my first when jab. When you've had the vaccine, I mean, if you see that, I can't lie. No, obviously. <laughs> I'll start shaking. No, no, no. no. Obviously, post. when I saw the post yet, I was annoyed because I was like, it's a week after I got my first jab. So I'm like, the universe is a mad thing. What's in my body? So I won't lie to you. I was so angry that I was seeing it. I was like, I'm doing research to know I'm calm. Because I was just thinking to myself like, 
Bro, it's either this is the universe showing me for Instagram. I said, my God is greater than Instagram. <laughs> so I started researching and yeah, so. Did you I have side effects from that? No, so I was calm. Mm. Like, I, was, mm. I, was, I was fine. You know, I'll be honest. You know, Ed was going through COVID and I said, that's not my portion. Yeah. I yeah. thought to myself, my, um, my sister's got Crohn's disease as well. Okay. And we've got to yeah. spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And that's an autoimmune disease that, like, yeah, mm. immune suppresses her as well. So, 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 yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. part of me was just like, yeah. me being kind of the head of my household, and even though my sister doesn't live with me, mm. which is a case of like, I support her a lot. Yeah. I yeah. see her pretty much every week. And I was like, she's not going to get hurt because of me. Mm. So I was taking it upon myself. And I think especially, especially when I was, I was talking to Ed every other day when he was going through it. And for me, it just felt like I had seen Ed that weekend mm. when either he caught it that day, that mm. morning, mm. or he caught it the, the day before. Mm. And to me, it was just like, yo, like how miraculous is it that we were next to each other at one point, but I didn't catch it. And I yeah. just thought to myself, how many times am I going to chance it? Because the past 18 months, I don't yeah. think I caught it. Yeah. So I just thought to myself, you know, me having a, a sister that's got Crohn's disease, I thought, I hear that. I'm I playing it too close. You know what pissed me off, I though? Hear that. I hear that. No, it pissed me off. I basically followed the rules till the economy was open. Yeah. Then I caught it. So now you want to open up and give it to me. <laughs> where, where do you think you got it from? Um, I tried to work it out. Mm. I've got different ideas, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I've got different That's like, the thing. You, you, sometimes, it's even like herpes. Herpes and genital warts. You don't know. He's like, oh. Okay, no, Karen. Go I'll, I was going to ask, how are you feeling now? Oh, um, so I'm good. I feel... See, this is him being the doctor, checking <laughs> in. Saying, I feel case, like 75%, you know? 80%, I'm good. Yeah. But like I got some lingering effects. So mm. got a cough that won't go. Yeah. That's why I hate laughing, because I start coughing. Mm. Um, After walking for a while, I get a bit... Um, I need to catch my breath. So I should sit down and catch yeah, my breath. Yeah. And I get stupid, um, like dizzy spells. Mm. So if I walk up and down after watching it, I get a bit dizzy. I just sit down. Mm. How long has it been now? So I didn't leave my house for three weeks. Yeah. But it was 10 days that fucked me up. Yeah. yeah 10 yeah. days strong. Yeah. But then after that, it was like the next week was just me recovering, me mm. recovering. Mm. And yeah, so about, like I said, I haven't seen this lot for four weeks. Yeah. So now it's like last week, last weekend was the first time I literally went out yeah and now i'm about again so i just i know how to pace myself because mm. like you even said jam juve i was supposed to be there yeah, yeah but i yeah. sold my ticket because i said i didn't have the strength yeah yeah i went out on the sunday i think i was just playing like games i went to eat mm. bruh, there was times i didn't do nothing i need to catch my breath i was lightheaded i said yeah, yeah. that place would have killed me bro yeah you, you look you're looking good though you're looking good you look, Thank you look you. normal because the thing is it i think like 10 kilos is it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. why he looks good lost a baby <laughs> <fat>. <laughs> But um, I think it might, might you know, this Delta variant and stuff, mm. I think it's just stronger than, that's what they say. They say it's more contagious, more severe disease yeah. compared to the previous. Because when I had it, when it first came out, when I was on the COVID ward, right? Mm. Like I was inevitably going to get it. And I just felt shit that one day. I felt shit for like crap one day. I, w I went to the shop to get some petrol and just mm. get the go Tesco and stuff. And I was like, why do I feel so hot? And I feel so tired. And I just feel like, like, like shit. Yeah. And I came back home and the next two days I felt a bit, Mm, off mm. as well but then after that i was fine mm. but my my sense of smell was gone for weeks uh, like when i say gone weeks. finito it was yeah. gone for weeks I'm not friend as in my my, my sense of smell i couldn't smell if there was a pile of heaping shit in front of me i couldn't okay. smell it i got a friend that, that's yeah. lost her sorry for yeah. a sense of smell and taste for like a year yeah. that's mad uh, yeah. as in, as in yeah. taste, that's what i'm saying if i had if my taste was gone i would have literally got a machine gun and unloaded the clip somewhere yeah. <laughs> because as in you i like to eat yo, i like to eat yo, yeah. like not nah. being able to taste your food yeah nope, nope. Don't Six taste. months, four no, months. Nah, that nah. that yeah. can induce depression. Like. Yeah. That, that can yeah. induce depression. That's it. That's it. But you know, like when you were saying about 
the women in the wall and the deterioration. Mm. That's exactly how I, I felt because I remember I was on the phone to Melly, like let's say Monday. It's like, yeah, I got it. I feel a bit ill. But if this is COVID, I can handle it. That's how yeah. I was talking that yeah. grease. Mm. I can handle it. I just felt tired mm. and a bit weak. Mm. Like having the man flu. Mm. I've had it before. Mm. Tuesday, same. I'm like, wow. I'm ill. I can handle it. It was the Wednesday. I started feeling a bit worse. Thursday, yeah. done out. Done out. Done out. But for me, I'd say I wasn't going to go into it. But the thing that hit me the most is during the period I couldn't eat no more. I was mm. throwing up everything. So for like 10 days, I didn't eat no food. I was struggling to drink water, everything. I think that's what killed me. Yeah. It was the nausea and the throwing up. So I was like, even if I didn't eat, I wanted to throw up. I was like, allow me, God. That's why I got tired. I said, God, please alive. Bro. This new variant, I think, is worse than the. Than previous ones, yeah, definitely. Because definitely. people, the symptoms that people are saying, they're saying stuff like you, yeah. And you know, hopefully, you don't have long COVID. Hopefully, you don't have long because people having long COVID, like healthy people, are having symptoms long term, and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's mad. It's mad and to wow. be safe out here, man. Yeah, man. Well, I guess, like, before we go, I guess just to finish on a strong note, why do you think the tell the, tell the listeners why the importance of why we need more black doctors, mm. black men doctors, black women doctors, mm. yeah. Um, in the UK health system. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was saying before, I was doing an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. talking about black maternal health and just trying to educate our community about what you need to know leading up to pregnancy, during pregnancy, during your delivery, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're high risk, then you have to make sure that you're doing certain things. So um, in part of it, you know, we hear all of the tabloids about black women are four times more likely to die yeah. in mm-hmm. childbirth compared to the white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And initially... From the report that was in 2018, it was five times. Mm-hmm. Then they repeated it. It's done every two years. They repeated it um, last year and they said that it's four times now. Mm-hmm. So it's reduced slightly. But can you imagine this? You know, black women are four times more likely to die in childbirth and labor compared to, their, you know, their, I'm sorry, pregnancy and labor compared to white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And there's a lots of different reasons in regards to it. So mm-hmm. it's the social deprivation, mm-hmm. uh, the lack of education. Mm-hmm. It's the, obviously discrimination by, the, by doctors mm-hmm. thinking that black women don't feel pain mm. um and it's there's lots of different factors into it and then they're trying to combat that so they're trying to get you know trying to educate people trying mm-hmm. to you know so what's important about having black doctors is obviously i can advocate for these women because i've seen black yes. women have really bad outcomes where they've had to had cesarean sections and then they come out they have collections in the abdomen need to go back to theater be cut open and have it drained and stuff and i've, I've seen and I'm not, I'm not sure i'm not sure why i've seen a lot of black women have that and the thing is even one of them was one of my patients where she had yeah. abdominal collections after. So obviously I know it wasn't because of my discrimination or my yeah, bias yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that made, because I didn't treat her any worse than yeah. any other patient. In mm. fact, I actually advocate, I was, I was taking say, a sensitive. bit more, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was taking, not that I was doing a better job in terms of my surgery for her than other women, but I was talking to her a bit more. So mm. I know that it wasn't anything that I did less for her, mm. but it just happened. Yeah. And I just, I've seen it with black women that they just have worse outcomes. And wow. it's it's just I'm not sure whether we're not meant to be in this country or like I think there's there's lots of different factors with it and I think black women because if you look at medicine it was designed for white people in this country. This is what so, I'm going to speak to you about exactly. Even with me, like, I have, I've got sickle cell. Yeah, was that what you're going to ask before? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. So like literally, if you if you look at the blood panel of like the full blood count, you can see the hemoglobin and the white blood cells and mm. such stuff like that. That's all based on white people in terms of their parameters because these are all, all studies done on white people to s- try and know what's normal but what's normal for a white person or asian person might not be normal for a black person because yes. we our kidneys as well don't don't rely on the same mechanisms as much as other people as well mm-hmm. so then wow. that's why we need different blood pressure medications compared yeah. to them but yeah. also that's probably why we also have 
high blood pressure compared to other ah, races as well. Yeah, yeah. But also it's our diet because we why are we having so much salt? Mm-hmm. If you if you're putting so I don't put salt in my food. This is important for every listener now. I don't put salt in my salt in my food. Because I really we put seasoning. Obviously I season my food. Do you know the salt and seasoning? Yeah. Why am I putting why am I putting jerk seasoning and all purpose seasoning and garlic and paprika and mixed herbs and stuff like that? And I'm also putting salt. I didn't know that until like say 2015. Mm. That seasoning actually mm. has salt. Yeah. In it. So yeah, when yeah. you're seasoning, it's like you don't yeah. need to add salt. I, so when I when I, literally whenever I see black people add salt to something, I'm literally giving them the ick. I'm just <laughs> I'm just looking at you like, come on, nah. <laughs> and I tell them, I literally tell them, I don't it's say in a bad though, way, but I just say like, like you need to spread yeah, awareness because yeah, look yeah. like it was a black medical student that told me when I was in when I was 15 and I was doing a summer school thing where I went to it was um King George's hospital yeah. and then he told me it was like black people shouldn't add salt to salt. their food and that was when I was 15 and since then I've known yeah so obviously since then I've been aware so if I can tell more people about it then it means something, then it means something. so yeah so I Ed think Ed loves salt this guy's always all going to like, yo he's, you're he's attacking Ed today you know no, I'm just saying <laughs> I don't even bang salt <laughs> this guy's just chat shit I can't I'm, I'm on him well I'm talking about these they're like oh is there sachet of salt I was like oh, bro <laughs> <laughs> it's every day it's not it's my son. Next episode, I'm finishing. Man. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Let me rest. Yeah. But no, yeah, so, so 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 it's extremely important yeah, to, for yeah. for black doctors to be there to be advocates for our women and advocates for other doctors as well, and so other black patients as well. But also just just being role models for these yeah. black kids because, as in this knife crime business, like it we were kids, mm. but is it worse? Is it better? Mm. It probably is. Is it worse? It's probably worse. Rav, you know, that's a conversation that we need to get. <laughs> yeah. This guy's COVID. Oh my god! <laughs> but no, because um, we're running out of time. That's the only reason I said that. Yeah. But. but Andrew, we just want to thank you, Doctor Andrew. We want to thank you so much thank for coming so onto the much. pod. We need to get you back again. Hundred percent. Um, there's there's so much you can go through yeah. in regards to his medicine, etc., and, and Soka Spartans as well. So yeah, we just want to thank you so much. Um, we need to talk about sickle cell as well. Sickle cell. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. There's only a part two. Watch mm, that. We do, we do. As in, as in, Ed's been trying to get me on for time. Obviously, I know all you boys, and yeah. um, I've always been. I've been a long time listener, so I've always He's wanted to come. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I definitely want to come back. Let me know. Hundred um, percent. Last thing, just again, if you guys check out Rebel, yeah. uh, Rebel International on Instagram, check out Soka Spartans UK on Instagram. You can see the link. Um, it's also www.rebelinternational.co.uk. Um, Rebels on the 14th of August, so next Saturday from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. South of England showground. So you guys check us out. It's going to be mad. It's going to be a movie. There's going to be doctors whining. How can you miss it? <laughs> and Andrew, give them your Insta so they can check out what you post as well. Yeah. Okay, so my Insta um, is AJAY underscore Simon. So AJ underscore Simon. Um, yeah, so yeah, I talk about black maternal health and other things as well. So we got you guys. Anyways, guys. We've got a roundup. Melly Dory, I'm back, man. Okay. I'm saying so. Follow us on Instagram at Twitter. Can you up your voice, please? Can your this lungs, lungs time handle that? <laughs> when I punch your mouth. <laughs> you need to rush him when you get outside. You know? <laughs> he only laughed for two seconds. <laughs> 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 it's true. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at You Get Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andrew, once again, thank you for coming. We'll love definitely bro. have a Appreciate part two. Rizzy, happy birthday again. Happy birthday, bro. Love, love, Big love. free zero. I'm screaming it. I'm screaming it. Salute. Mm. You get. So, yeah, signing out. Ed. No, oh, shut up, Ed. Wait, wait, wait. 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 Why did you, you fucked up the flow just now? Because I'm, I've been going first for the last three weeks. Well, this guy should be lost. I'm back. Okay. Signing out, Ed. Rizzy. Melly. Andrew. 
Sheesh. Andrew Mertz. Yeah. On time. You know people like Spree, anyways. Dr. Andrew. Dr. Andrew. <laughs>